Amen. It's found in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. And it says, I can do all things. Some things, a few things. It says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Amen. Why don't we lift up our hands one more time and begin to worship the Lord and just tell him how much we appreciate his presence right now. Lord, we love you and we thank you for what we felt for what you're doing here tonight. Lord, I believe that tonight is going to be transforming for somebody tonight. Could be everybody in the building if we would permit it and allow it. I pray that your spirit would move from the front to the back and from side to side and begin to minister to each and every one that is here tonight and help us to consider what you're doing in our lives. And we'll give you praise for it. Somebody said in Jesus' name. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Didn't they do a wonderful job? Yeah. Worshiping and singing and bringing glory to God tonight. Amen? Throughout the course of our lives, we all go through times where we feel inadequate We might even feel undeserving. We might just feel like we're underqualified and we're not able to perform the task that God has called us to do. Amen? And each of you here, under the sound of my voice tonight, you need to realize that you have something inside of you that God can use. You're valuable to the kingdom. You need to rejoice when I say, somebody needs to turn to their neighbor and say, he's talking to me. Praise the Lord. You're valuable to the kingdom. Each of you has something inside of you that is powerful. Mm. That I need to go back to that scripture verse I just read because I feel like some of you think that he didn't, I, the scripture didn't say I can do all things through Christ. You think I'm talking about your neighbor. You think I'm talking about the person across town, somebody in another city. But I'm talking to you tonight, amen? You can do all things. You can do all things through Christ. Every one of you has the potential inside of you to do something great that hasn't yet been realized to its to its expectations in God's eyes. Amen. Somebody needs to understand that God's got his hand on your life, praise the Lord, and you're not a failure. Amen. I don't care the picture of the, what the world is painting right now. The world is trying to paint a picture that we're fanatics. And you know what? I'm thankful that I am. I am a fanatic. I'm a fanatic for Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm fanatic for the one that went and offered himself as a sacrifice for my sins. I'm a fanatic, praise the Lord, for the one that gave himself that my sins might be washed away. And I'm not apologizing for it. Amen? 
He did it for me, and he done it for you, praise the Lord. And I'm excited about it, and I don't care who's trying to paint a negative picture against us, amen. I'm excited to be a part of the church. Hallelujah. Give me just a little bit monitor up here, or I'm not going to make it. Amen. Each of you, every one of you, has something locked up inside of you that God placed there, amen? God put it there. He put it there for you to bring glory to Him. That was about half, that was about a 50%. I'm with you. said everybody has something inside. I don't care who you are, amen? There's a king locked up inside of you. Hey, there's, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. There's not a king locked up inside of everybody. But you sisters, there's a queen locked up inside of you. You need to, you need to understand tonight that God put something inside of you. Amen. God has placed it inside of you. This world is trying to exploit it and twist it and turn it and make it something negative, take it and turn it into something that it's not. But God put that inside of you. He made you a woman and he made you a man, praise the Lord. And don't let nobody tell you anything different. I am what I am and I'm not ashamed of what I am. And God put it inside of you. There's an Esther inside of you. There's a David inside of you. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to apologize for it. Amen? I'm not sorry that I said it. I'm sorry that I'm not going to apologize because I'm not. God put it inside of us. He ordained who we are and what we would accomplish And this world is trying to destroy the very footprint that God has placed upon our life. If he could have, the enemy would have manipulated the plan that God gave Noah. But he couldn't because Noah refused. That's why he didn't give it to everybody in the city. He gave it to him. Amen. God's given you some stuff in your life, and you need to embrace it. You need to understand that God put that inside of you so that you could accomplish what he has called you to do. And if you'll do what you're supposed to do, and I'll do what I'm supposed to do, and you do what you're supposed to do, and you do what you're supposed to do, there's no telling what would happen in this world. Because he's put something inside of you that's powerful. Amen? It's life-changing. Amen? Sometimes we take for granted. We can come in here and we can, we can do the hucklebuck and we can dance and shout and scream and go through our motions and take a couple laps around the church. And we take all that for granted. You know, there's people that's never felt what drives you to do that. You're doing that as a response to what the Holy Ghost is doing in your life. Amen? You're not 
doing it to be a spectacle. You're doing it out of response to God's blessing me, God's touching me, God's anointing me, God's helping me. God's putting my family back together. God's helping me on the job. God's navigating me through this twisted and messed up world that we're in. He's put something inside of me that's going to help me, praise the Lord. He's given me everything that I need to be successful. Mm, I feel like meddling with this world just a little bit tonight. Amen? Now listen to me. There's There's some stuff coming down the pipe. You hear the bishop tonight. There's some things coming down the pipe, and we've got to be ready for it. You better know exactly who you are and where you stand. There can't be a waiver in your relationship with God. You better have your feet planted on the rock to stay, praise the Lord. You need to be ready, amen? I wish everybody believed that tonight. There's some stuff coming. But there's nothing coming that God does. You're not going to surprise God. There's nothing coming. COVID didn't surprise us. We were surprised that they named it COVID. We were surprised at exactly what happened and how it went down. But we knew that there was something coming. Because the Lord revealed it to us. And we were ready. And he imparted wisdom to us to navigate through it. Amen. We might have done, we, hey, we might have stumbled here or stumbled there, but we made it. We were obedient. And we made it. Praise the Lord. I better get back to preaching. Praise the Lord, because I feel like meddling a little bit with this world system tonight. Amen and what it's doing and what it's causing people. There are some people think that, that all of this is just unreal. Amen? You know there's still people that believe there isn't a God? <laughs> a lot of them, they'll find out. And as smug as they are in their spirit today, they'll find out who he is. They'll find out who's a God. You wait until they lay their head down on the pillow at night. You can be tough when you're around all your friends. You can be. (laughs) I'm going to start meddling again. You can think you're in control of everything when you're around your little circle of friends that will support you and, and, and encourage you. Amen. But you wait until you lay your head down on the pillow at night. And you realize that you're standing on the threshold of eternity. And if you die lost, you're going to a devil's hell. You wrap your head around that. When you criticize me for preaching the truth, you, when you laugh at me for preaching the truth, I wish we were live streaming tonight. When, when you're making fun of me for making a declaration of who we are and what we are, you remember this, your day's coming. When you'll stand in front of the same God that I'll stand in front. And what are you going to tell him that day? The scripture says that every 
every knee. That's not just a song. The scripture says that every knee will bow and every, every, one or two, every tongue will confess that he's both Lord and Christ. So be tough. Be tough. We'll see how tough you are. Praise the Lord. We'll see how you are. We'll see how you stand in front of him. You can stand in front of me and do anything. We'll see how you make it with him. It changes things, doesn't it? I'm telling you that Jesus is Lord of all. Amen? And he's put something inside of you. Every one of you. To bring glory to him and to be used of God. Every one of you, you have that inside of you. The potential to do something great. Amen? You believe it? You see the first king of Israel, his name was Saul. They wanted a king and they got one. Be careful what you ask for, amen? They wanted one, they got it. King Saul turned from the Lord and refused to obey the Lord's commandments. And because of this was rejected by the Lord. You think you can have it going on sometimes, but you can get kicked out of your anointing. When you start thinking you're bigger than God, and that you don't have to believe in God and follow His statutes, amen, you better be careful. God asked Samuel the prophet, he said, I, want you to, I need you to do something for me. So I want you to go to Bethlehem and seek out Jesse. You see, God had selected Saul's replacement before he ever replaced him. He knew, God knows what he's doing. So here comes Samuel into Bethlehem. You know, everybody was afraid to see Samuel when he showed up. Some of you badmouth the prophet when you get home because you don't like what he says when he's here. You better be careful with that. You better take your tongue off of God's man. Amen. When Samuel came to town, he not only came, but he brought a sword with him. Amen. And the first thing that Jesse wanted to know is, is everything okay? Are we all right? How come you're here? You're not here to kill somebody, are you? Amen? We need to ask the same thing when the prophet shows up. What's he doing here? Am I okay? Have I been doing everything? You better check that spirit, amen? And you better take your tongue off of him. Because as smug as your life is right now and as much in control as you think you are of it, when you get home, praise the Lord, everything can change like that. And your walls can come falling down. Your, the floor can fall right out from underneath your feet. You better take your tongue off of God's man. Praise the Lord. Samuel looked at Jesse and said, yeah, all's good. You got any boys? Yeah, I got some boys. Got a whole parcel full of them. Praise the Lord. I wish we had some more in here. And some of you sisters said amen. 
He said, bring them out here. Here come the first one. He was a handsome lad. He looked good. He was strong. He's tall. He's stout looking. Praise God. And Samuel said, hey, I bet that's him. Amen. I know some of y'all voting for him right now. Natalie, <laughs> praise the Lord. He said, I bet that's him. The Lord said, no, no, that ain't him. And here come the next one. Samuel said, hey, that might not, but he'll get the job done. Nope, it ain't him. One by one, one by one, one by one, one by one, they passed in front of the prophet, and God rejected them. Sometimes you think it's the prophet that is rejecting your spirit, and it's really God working through him. Amen? You better take your tongue off of that prophet. Amen? One by one, here they come. Amen? They got to the last one. Samuel said, hey, do you have another? Jesse said, well, now this is how much Jesse thought about David. He said, yeah, I've, I've got another one. But he's out in the field. Jesse didn't think enough about David to put somebody out there with him. But listen to this preacher tonight. David didn't squander the opportunity of being in the field. He said, I've got one, but he's out on the back slopes. Hey, man. Samuel said, go fetch him. Bring him up here. David was out there watching over the sheep. It was there where David, find who, who was preaching this morning about don't hang up your harp, amen? David was out there fine-tuning his skills, amen, all by himself. There wasn't a church that was behind him saying, play it, brother, play it. Praise the Lord. They wasn't jumping up and down and, and gathering around the front of the church and saying, hey, hey, and looking at the keyboard player and the drum player and the, and, the, and, the, and the guitar player saying, pray it. And the praise singer, sing it, sister, sing it. Amen. There wasn't none of that. There was David and a group of sheep. But he took advantage and he prayed. I said he prayed. Amen. He wasn't on the Facebook all the time. Mm. Praise the Lord. He wasn't running off and leaving his sheep and going and seeing the next flock. He would, that'll preach, won't it? He was taking care of God's business by being obedient to his father who had placed him out and giving him the opportunity a man to do the things he was doing. And here come one of his brothers and said, hey, you need to come into town. What for? The prophet's in town. The scripture doesn't say it. But I bet that it went through his mind. What's he doing here? <laughs> Amen. 
he hustled himself and got into town. And when he come by, he wasn't he didn't look exactly like the rest of the boys. He might not have been as stout as the rest of them. He may have had a different look about him, but inside of him was an anointing that Samuel recognized as soon as he seen it. And he said, there he is. He's the one. That's the one. Hey, there's some of you that God has placed something inside of. You need to, you need to start nurturing that. You need to take the advantage of the time that you have when you're alone, praise the Lord. God will place you in a, in a place where you can develop your prayer voice and your prayer life, amen. You ever, hey, some of you young men, you ever want to have a preaching voice, you better develop it with a prayer voice. Your prayer voice will supersede your preaching voice. You'll never have a preaching voice until you first develop a prayer voice. We didn't have to wonder what was in David's spirit. As soon as he come on the scene, he, 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 he showed us what was in his spirit. Amen? Every task that his father gave him, he done it with excellence. Amen. He never got bitter because he didn't get to preach with his oldest brother behind the pulpit. He never got bitter because he wasn't a Sunday school teacher or Sunday school superintendent. He didn't get bitter when the preacher said greet people. He didn't get bitter about that. He understood that everything that God was using him for was building him into what God was designing him to be. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a work in progress. Praise the Lord. Cade, you're a work in progress. Violet already knows. Praise the Lord. We've been talking about it. Praise the Lord. You're a work in progress. Amen? Here's David. He's already fine-tuned his harping skills. His daddy said, I got something else for you to do. Amen. Now I want you to notice something. Samuel poured that horn of oil on his head right in front of all of his brothers in front of his daddy. But he didn't make him king right then. There's some things God's going to put in you and it might be a lifetime before it ever comes out. Amen. I've ha- Hey, I've had Brother Burke I've had some of the seniors come to me and and say, you know what? I just don't know what I have left to offer God. If God ever gave you anything, it's still there. If God's ever, somebody needs to hear what this preacher's saying tonight. If God, I don't care if you're six or 106. If God put it in you, it's still there, praise the Lord. If God placed it there, and, and if it's not coming to fruition, it's because you're suppressing it. He said, David, I got something for you. I got this bag of victuals. I want you to take them to your brother. See, they was out doing battle, amen? The future king the, already had the anointing, already had it placed upon him. Everybody already knew, amen? They already see, they seen the prophet anoint him. But what, are you, what, what, what task am I going to do? 
need you to run this errand for me. Amen? Now, that kind of goes against our grain, doesn't it? We don't like that because right in front of God and everybody, he poured a horn of oil on my head, and we want to step right. You better have the right spirit with what God's given you too. Amen? You know what David did? He grabbed that bag and took off. And lo and behold, do you know he thought he was just taking his brothers some stuff to eat. But you know he was in the will of God. He thought he was doing something for somebody else. Sometimes God's going to put something on you and, and tell you, hey, I need you to go up to the hospital and go into a room, whatever, and I need you to pray and lay hands on such and such. And you think, you know, I got the anointing on me. And why don't they send the prayer coordinator? How come the pastor, we pay the pastor to do that. better get that off of your tongue too you ain't never paid this pastor to do nothing praise the Lord I'm going to say that again for those of you that just push back at me you have never paid this pastor to do anything God placed me here and he takes care of me he supplies all of my needs according to his goodness amen praise the Lord That wasn't for you, big, big, what was it, big square, big Bobby, that wasn't for you because you was teasing me this morning, that wasn't for you, big Bobby, like big square, we called him big square today because Hunter drew out a little map and he said, see this little square, he said, that's me in my place, he said, see this big square, that's Bobby in his place, I said, from now on, it's big square Bobby, praise the Lord. And little square hunter. Praise the Lord. <laughs> that wasn't for you. That's for that person that believes that. Amen. And you listen, God puts something inside of you. And he's always going to see you through with it. He's going to give you everything that you need. And he puts something inside of David. And David went to de deliver the victuals to his brothers who had already seen him being ordained the next king. Amen. They already knew. They didn't have to wonder who the next king was. Samuel already established that. And here comes David with this little knapsack of goods for his brothers. And he starts dishing them out. But he starts noticing what's going on. And he said, what are you, you know, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure how all this works. But you guys are down here. And the enemy is over there, and they're standing over there screaming and taunting, and you're over here hiding. And that first big brother that walked in front of Samuel, I think it was him. He said, look, you need to shut up before you get us in trouble, praise the Lord. I think it was that old boy. David said, wait a minute, who is, 
Who is this uncircumcised? See how big he is? Can you not see that he's a giant? Can you not see the size of this man that's standing out there? His sword is bigger than you are. It didn't matter how big he was. It mattered how big the thing was that was inside of David. That's what mattered. Because that thing that he put inside of there was bigger than him. And I want you to notice something. They called him a giant. David, you've heard me preach this. David never called him a giant. David never referred to Goliath as being a giant. He never was anything in his eyes bigger than what God couldn't handle. Well, how do you know that? Back on the sunny slopes of the sheep field, a bear came. And the bear, I don't know how big they are. I've seen some little bears. Amen. I don't think it was a little bear. I think it was a big old bear. And they say them big ones can get up to 13 feet when you stretch them out. I got a witness. Praise the Lord. He's, he's not a little bear either. <laughs> and here's this big bear. And he comes to take a sheep. And David said, no, you're not taking a sheep. And he slew him. He had that inside of him already. And a lion came. I don't know how big a lion is, but I've seen some pictures of some, and I'd say that if you stretched them out, they're 9, 10, 11 feet. They're pretty big. Amen? And David tore him, killed him, and slew the lion. I'm not giving up a lamb. Amen? He was a shepherd over his flock. I'm not going to give up the lamb. He had all that already inside of him. And when he looked across that battlefield and he seen Goliath, he didn't look at that big spear that was, had a head on it bigger than a weaver's beam or whatever it was and a sword that was bigger than him and armor that, was, that weighed 220 or 30 pounds or whatever it was it weighed. He didn't see all that. He seen someone defiling his God. You better be careful who you put your tongue on. Goliath put his tongue on Israel. Amen. And you know what God sent? He didn't send a giant. He sent a shepherd boy. He had a sling. Amen. And Saul heard what was going on. And they were trying to quieten him down. One of them said, hey, there's, there's a warrior outside. When he went and checked, it was just a boy. I don't know what Saul thought, but he looked at Goliath, and he looked at David. And he looked at the predicament. And then I think he looked at God. And he said, I see something in him that resembles him. I don't know everything, but I recognize something inside of him. You see, one day I had an anointing on me, and I recognize the anointing. Amen? He said, Gary, my 
send him out. He wouldn't wear Saul's armor. You know the story. Stepped down into the little creek bed and picked up five smooth stones. You've always heard me preach it, and I'll keep preaching it until the day I die. He picked up five smooth stones, not because he thought he was going to miss four times, but because there, look, standing behind Goliath on, in the battle array were four more giants that were related to him. And David's, you know what his opinion is? His opinion is kind of like mine when we come into a service. I come in, I, I'm not, I'm not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, praise the Lord. I don't want to see anybody not walking out of this building not getting what they want, praise the Lord. David said, you know what, I'm going to get him, and then I'm going to get him, 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 and him. There's not a giant, There's he didn't call him a giant, he said there's not one of them leaving this battlefield, praise the Lord. We're going to take care of this business right now. You know the story. He flung the rock. Goliath fell. He took Goliath's sword. Amen. He didn't have to drag his own armor. He didn't have to drag his own sword. He took what God provided. God will always provide for you in every moment of need. And sometimes you get, sometimes it's going to come down. Now listen to me. He went out in front of Goliath with a sling and a stone. Praise the Lord. Sometimes God's going to check you. He's going to see where your faith is. He's going to watch. Amen. Somebody needs to hear what I'm preaching to you tonight because God has put some stuff inside of you. Amen. To win this city and to win this region and to win this world. Amen. And, and it's time for us to stand up and make a declaration of who we are. Praise the Lord. We're not just a bunch of shepherd boys and girls that hang around in the church service on in Bluff City on 200 Walnut Street. Praise the Lord. We are ordained of God and we're here for a reason and we're here for a purpose. Amen. We're here to meet. We're going to mean business, praise the Lord. There's a war that's coming. There's a war that's coming. There is a war that is on the horizon, praise the Lord, and it's right in front of us, and we can't see the armies that are marching against us right now, but we know they're there. I can hear the sounds of their steps as they get closer and closer and closer, but God is rearing up an army, praise the Lord, that is going to stand fast, amen, that's going to hold true. They're not going to break the line. They're going to hold the line. They're going to believe everything that that word of God says about them. They're going to be strong and mighty and courageous and victorious. It's time for us to be everything that God has called us to be. You're not a second-rate citizen. You're not a second-class citizen. You are exactly what God has called you to be. You need to, you need to quit being so critical of yourself. Sometimes we can look and we wonder, God, you spoke to me. You called me. I'm where I'm at because you called me here. Amen. Sometimes we need some skin in the game. Brother Dustin, or Pastor Dustin has been putting the, I keep calling him Brother Dustin, forgive me. Pastor Dustin has put together the prayer. You remember when we had the prayer board out here? We had the teams on there, and we had the other prayer board over there. We had all the needs. That was powerful. 
we were probably at our strongest when it was right in front of us. That's why we're doing it again. We're getting back. Amen? We're putting it right back out in front of it. And we're going to be just as strong and stronger than we've ever been. I know that we had to endure some things with COVID. Some of us had some losses. We don't celebrate that, but we celebrate that we made it. And if it showed us anything, it showed us that we're stronger than we think we are. And that we can do it. We can be creative and we can do it. Amen? We can still win people. We baptize people. Amen? You didn't see most of it because we couldn't have crowds around. I was baptizing people. John Masterson's wife was just sitting here this morning. I baptized her right back here, right in the smack dab middle of COVID. Amen? There's several more. And the world is saying, you got to stop. And God's not powerful enough. And your God can't help you. And we're saying, oh, yes, he can. There's people, there's children receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost in, in church services. There were people receiving the Holy Ghost over in a gymnasium, praise the Lord. There's people still receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost right here. We're still baptizing. We're still fighting. We're still standing. And we're ready for whatever's coming, praise the Lord. I know that it's coming because I can hear the sound of the steps, amen, as it's getting closer and closer and closer. But I'm telling you, God has placed us in a position. You need to plant your feet. Let that word of God come up and be ready, amen, because it's sharper than any two-edged sword, amen. It's the best weapon that you can have. You better get this inside of you, and you need to be ready. Because God is fixing to do some stuff, amen. We read through the Bible, and we read, of the power of the day of Pentecost. And when Jesus walked this earth, you do, do, you do need to realize in the Old Testament, you're not celebrating a lot of demonic uh, casting out. Amen? It's because Jesus had not yet come. And his time had not yet come. Amen. That's why when the Spirit seen him, they said, what are you doing? It's not our time. Amen. Jesus came and upset the demonic apple cart. Amen. And suddenly you start seeing someone who has authority over sickness. That the miraculous power of God is flowing through. Amen? You know why? Because he was God. Amen? You're, you're getting quiet on me. I'm not setting you up. Jesus came and established the principles of what we're supposed to be once he has resurrected. Amen? Jesus told his disciples, how many is here a disciple of God? 
Amen? You still a disciple? Are you still a disciple? You need to be proud to be a disciple of God. Amen? And unto them he gave power to cast out devils. Amen? To him, to them, he gave power to work miracles. Guess what? That's power still alive today. You get to the book of Acts and you look at the end of it. It doesn't have an ending. You know why? Because it's not going to end as long as we're in the dispensational time period that we're in. We're in the dispensation of grace and we're still affected by everything that Jesus said. Amen. He went to the cross for us. He gave us power. He gave us authority. Amen. He gave us power to tread on serpents. Amen. We just need to understand who we are and how to unlock what it is that he's put inside of us. Because he's put some stuff inside of us. And it's time for us to start using it. Amen? You need to look at your neighbor and say, he wants to use you. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. Amen? Don't look for God to use. You're already here. Amen? You're here. You're here. He's already demonstrated it. Amen? We used to talk about all the things that the old timers used to do. Amen? Man, they used to get down on the floor and roll. And Yeah, they used to cast out devils too. You know how come devils ain't afraid of us? We too, we're way too refined. Huh. We're, we, hey, who am I to... Amen. You know when God called me? You know when God first touched me in my life? It was in a church service in a little building down in, in downtown St. Louis. And there was a, a smoke that filled the place. Everybody was on the floor. And guess what they was doing? They was weeping and praying and seeking God. And they didn't quit. They didn't look at their clock and say, you know what, the Applebee's is going to be closing. Or it's time for half price. You know what I'm talking about? They stayed with it. They didn't quit it. Amen. And in that room, a seven-year-old boy was touched by God. And all the years later, 28 years. It was locked up inside of me. God called me into ministry when I was 12. I can tell you where, where I was standing. And I didn't go to church. I didn't get the Holy Ghost until I was 34. But I can tell you where he called me. Amen? Don't tell me God can't put a calling on your life. Don't tell me God can't bring you out of some stuff. I've been, I've been down as deep and far as you can go and God pulled me out of it, amen, and put me up on a rock and cleaned me up, amen. That's why I looked at this man this morning when I seen that guy walk by. And I said, such were some of you, praise the Lord. Because that was me. That was him, praise the Lord. It might even have been you. But thank God. He's put it inside of us, amen, that we can be pleasing. You need to let him unlock what he's placed inside of you, amen. You receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and it's not over yet. 
It's not over just because you received the baptism. That's just the beginning. You received the baptism of the Holy Ghost so that you could be Jesus was, praise the Lord, and now you have the power inside of you, but you need to learn how to release it and start using it, praise the Lord, and laying hands on the sick, praise the Lord, and tumors disappearing. to have some David faith. Amen? I may not have been the best looking boy in the bunch, but I had everything God wanted me to have, and you know what I done? I took advantage of everything that God gave me. That's why when Saul, when you read in the scripture, when Saul was tormented by demonic spirits, guess who they called? The old shepherd boy. In his harp. Come in here and. Amen. And the demonic spirit would leave. Why? Because locked up inside of him. Was something that God had placed. Down deep inside of him. You know Adam was created with it. And because of sin. It was covered. It's time for some of you to allow God to release it. Amen. I'm telling you, just as true as I believe David stood in front of Goliath and slew him, God is going to use this group of people to slay the things that the enemy is placing in this world and in this generation today. He's called you for a reason and you have a purpose. And don't start second guessing who you are and what you are and discrediting yourself. You are able. You are able to do it. You need to just get up off of your hocks and start doing it. Amen. You need to get you a prayer room if you don't have one, and you need to start utilizing it. And you need to start communicating with him. If you can't tell me today what God, what purpose God has on your life, you need to be praying until he reveals it to you, praise the Lord. And you can come boldly into my office and say, God has called me to be a part of this and to be a part of that. I've got some people that are doing that, praise the Lord, but they're praying. They're praying, and they're believing God, and they're seeking God. And you know what? God is opening doors for them. And the things that, 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 that it looks like that the enemy is trying to raise up in this generation and lock us out of, the, the doors are opening, praise the Lord. And I'm telling you, never underestimate who you're sitting next to. You don't believe that. You don't believe that God's already put it inside of you. You don't believe that God can still use you. There's some of you that think you're too young. There's some of you that think that you're too old. But I'm telling you that God's already put it in you, and he ain't taking it out of you, praise the Lord. You might as well get ready to use it, praise God. You're going to be miserable until you do. Amen. You're, you, you're the reason why you're wandering around and you don't know exactly what to do and, you, and you're getting anxiety and you're getting depressed is because you're not walking in the anointing that God has placed on your life. You want to get rid of the depression out of your life, start being more faithful to the house of God and start being more faithful to the calling of God that he's placed upon your life. You want to get rid of the anxiety that you, I don't even know what my purpose is, then, you, then you're not praying. Pray for me. They, people come to me and say, pray for me. I don't even know what my purpose is. I'm not praying for you. You do your own praying. 
I'll pray with you, but I'm not doing your praying for you. That sounds cruel, but it's not. It's the only way that it'll ever get unlocked in your life and unleashed into this generation. The reason why it looks like the enemy has come in like a flood and taking over is because we are taking a back seat, praise the Lord, and not exercising the God-given authority that he's placed inside of us. Don't you realize you are the son of a king. You are the daughter of the king, praise the Lord. know there's some stuff coming. Let's all stand. Somebody, Sister Bree, give me some relief up here. Praise the Lord. What I'm fixing to say I don't want you to take this out of context. I don't want you to take this out of context. Because I'm not saying this to exalt myself by no means. The only example I can ever offer you is me. I'm sorry. (laughs) When it comes to God using people, I know it seems that he a lot of times chooses the most, he didn't choose David's brothers. He looked for the run of the litter. Amen? I don't, I, I don't question why I can see things in the spiritual realm. I just know that I can. I can see them. If you don't pray, in, if you want to, just pray until God unlocks that. I did. That's what I done. I don't know how to tell you how I can discern the spirit of a person. But I can. I don't say that braggingly. I can only do it because of him. Amen. But I prayed and fasted. And I sought God. I locked myself away. I locked myself into this book. Amen? When others were doing other things and they were going to conferences and they were, I was locked up in prayer rooms. Fact is, when I came to take this church to be pastor, I had the hierarchy of our organization going, I did, where'd you come from? I didn't even know you. Now, I don't remember seeing you at this conference and that. Oh, I was there. I was there. I was there at our meetings. Well, I don't ever remember meeting you. It's because I was in the prayer room. You want to do something for God? Get yourself in the prayer room. Have a meeting with him. I can't do it for you. But he can. Get that book. Devour it. Pray over it. You know when I started doing that? I had to start drawing some lines in my life. There was people I could I couldn't no longer hang around with. 
because they were toxic to me. Their lack of faith was a distraction to my faith. I had people betting on how long I'd make it. They bet, they wagered on how long I'd live for God. Some said two months. Others said he'll make it six months. Somebody with a lot of faith said he'll make it a year. Amen? They were wagering on when I would walk away from God. I know you got some people like that in your life too. Stay away from them. Don't let them be of the anointing that God's placed upon your life. You stay with it. Amen. Guess who's going to be coming to you when the bottom drops out of their life? Everybody that pointed their crooked finger. And they're going to be saying, pray for me. They're going to say, Ryan, pray for me. Caitlin, pray for me. I need help. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. Amen? They're going to say, pray for me. Help me. If you believe that, why don't you lift your hands? If, you, if God has been dealing with you, if God has been dealing with you, and He's been speaking to you that there's more to you, than what you've currently been living. I want you to make your way up here. Just find a place to stand and pray. Make a place to, find a place to pray. It, if God's been dealing with you and letting you know you're not second rate. Let me say this a different way. If the world has been pressuring you to believe that you're not everything that you're trying to live, you need to probably find your way up here. And let's just pray for a little while. And let's just believe in the Holy Ghost for a little while. And let's just let the anointing of God begin to flow. And let's let the power of God that was here present when we were singing and dancing and shouting, let that same power begin to move across this sanctuary. Let those same angels that are present in this room start laying their, their, their uh, anointing upon you and their purpose upon you for what God has placed them here to do. Hallelujah. Lord, you've brought this group of people. You've brought them here so that they can receive the power of God into their life. I pray that you would minister in a mighty way, Lord God, that you would begin to anoint and touch them and reveal to them, Lord God, remove any confusion out of their life. There's no confusion that's sent from God. All confusion is sent from the enemy. Let the power of God begin to manifest itself into their lives and the purpose of God to be revealed into them. 